Hello, welcome to the Girl I Slept in My Makeup podcast by three sisters who live in three different states who are excited to talk to each other and also to learn and grow alongside of each of you. Uh, My name is Megan. I'm Kristen. And I'm Lauren. Hey, everybody. Today is January 1st, and we just want to wish you a happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year. (laughs) Happy 2020, guys. We are so excited about this year, and we hope you are too. And today we thought, what better topic to start this new year than the general topic of mindset? And today we are beginner podcasters, but we have a very, very seasoned guest, and we are so, so very grateful for this. Y'all, we are in for such a treat. His name is Trevor McGregor, and he is joining us all the way from the other side of the world. He is in Australia, and if I can introduce Trevor, he is a master platinum coach with over 20,000 hours of coaching experience. He's worked with clients from around the world, including Fortune 500 executives, high-level real estate investors, entrepreneurs, world-class athletes, and professionals. They all seek him for one reason, life-changing transformation. Before launching his own coaching practice, Trevor was a master coach with the Anthony Robbins Group, offering elite coaching unlike any other program in the world. His mission is to assist others in realizing their true power and hidden potential to achieve more success, more wealth, freedom, and contribution than they ever thought possible. Trevor, thank you for being here today with us. How are you? Oh, thank you so much. I am blessed and grateful to be on the show with you beautiful ladies and uh, congratulations on your your program and happy new year to all three of you. Thank Thank you so much. And thank you so much for taking time away from your family to spend with Kristen, Megan and me. And I'm just so pumped to have my favorite Canadian on the show with us today. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm excited to be here. And yes, I know the intro said I'm in, in Australia, which is where I am with my family as we record this. But normally I'm up in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, one of the most prettiest cities on the world as well. But, uh, you know, wherever we are on this beautiful blue planet, it's always fun to get on and talk mindset. Yes. And so if you would just give our listeners a little bit more about your background and maybe what your focus is today, and then we'll jump right in. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, Megan, and Kristen. I am absolutely blessed to be here. And, uh, you know, I'm in my late 40s. I'm married with, you know, a beautiful wife, Lisa, and three absolutely amazing boys. And my son's names are Matthew, Mitchell, and Maxwell. Yes, we went with the M theme. And, <laughs> uh, I like it. I know you are all a bunch of family folks from, from Texas, and now your guys are spread out all over the planet as well. But uh, at the end of the day, Lauren, my, my passion, my curiosity, you know, what I've really been up to the last few decades is really asking one question, and that is why do human beings think and behave the way they do? I mean, what allows people to live a, you know, an exciting, fulfilled, blessed life? And, you know, what allows other people to stay stuck or, you know, see the glass half empty or maybe not live that fulfilling life? And so I've immersed myself in all things mindset. You know, I've studied all the books, gone to a ton of seminars, listened to audios, worked with coaches. And even as a master platinum coach myself, I've now done over 20,000 coaching calls. And that's an actual statistic. And it doesn't matter if I'm working with somebody in the U.S. or Canada or Australia or Asia or even Mm -hmm. Europe, you know, there's Mm -hmm. universal principles that govern everything we do and everything we don't do. And I've really been able to get a unique perspective on all of it. So it's a pretty cool place to be. Absolutely. It's fascinating. That's awesome. It reminds me, so small world of like, your background. I didn't realize you're from Canada. I was watching a mindset video from Bob Proctor and exactly what you just said reminded me of a quote he put on there. I'm sure you've heard it. You can't escape from a prison if you don't know you're in one and mm. kind of what you're saying, the people like that don't kind of move forward, I think sometimes just don't even realize they're not. I love that. And it's absolutely true. And, and I've spent some great time with Bob Proctor myself in person He's a good Canadian man indeed, and uh, I love that quote. One of the other ones that kind of complements that one is, you know, the inside of the jar can't read the outside label, and it's really true. And so, 
I'm here with you ladies to really shine the light, you know, on, you know, how people can really start the new year off with a new belief or a new set of rules or a new understanding of, you know, who they are, what makes them tick, why they think and behave the way they do. And, and to really do something I call to optimize and maximize mindset. I mean, when you think about it, mindset really in your whole life comes down to two things. And it's really about how you think and then how you behave. And what Tony Robbins, my coach and mentor, always said is success is 80% psychology and 20% mechanics. And what does that mean? Well, you know, it's 80% your state and your story. That is your focus and your identity. And then 20% mechanics are the strategy that you use to move forward. So that's really what we're going to, you know, shine the light on today. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So sounds so awesome. good. And so Trevor, I think that's a great lead point to let's just say that, you know, for those of us, if we are in a job, maybe it's a sales job and we're looking to increase our numbers or our sales, or maybe we're just at a point in our life where we're kind of stuck, as you kind of said in your intro, and we have maybe we have dreams and goals, but we just feel stuck and we don't know the next steps to take to achieve those. Or maybe we're, you know, like us investors and we want to scale that business. And what something that I've learned from your teachings is just that with the mindset piece, it really does feel like it can be applied to any any of those situations, no matter where you are or what your focus is in your life right now. And so for any of those scenarios, what what's kind of your first step of getting started? <laughs> well, I, I love the question. I get asked that all the time. And really, you know, it doesn't matter what it is you're trying to do. It could be in your career, could be in your finances, could be in your health, could be in your relationships. You know, it could be in your fulfillment. I mean, it really doesn't matter. But the first thing you always must do is, you know, understand where you're at. You know, it's almost mm-hmm. like taking inventory. Where are you at? What's working? What's not working? You know, what mm-hmm. makes you happy? What doesn't make you happy? Because we all, at the end of the day, ladies, live in what I call an emotional home. And to give you some ideas of what an emotional home looks like, I mean, do you know that person that always seems to be angry? You know, no matter what happens, they get into traffic and traffic's backed up or they get in the wrong line at the grocery <laughs> store and, you yeah. know, they're mad at their kids, they're mad at their spouse. Well, they're doing anger. You know, where you meet someone else and, you know, they're always happy, you know, no matter what happens, it's like water off a duck's back and they're happy or they go, this too shall pass, or they laugh in the face of adversity, knowing that a storm can't rain down forever. So the very first thing I would ask you to take a look at is what's working, what's not working, and what are the dominant emotional homes that you've been living in? Does that resonate with you? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm like, everybody get out your notepad. Cause this is good. Yeah. I'm like taking notes over here. <laughs> and again, I've known Lauren and you know, the family here, the sisters for a while now, and I have a good idea of where Lauren lives that, you know, is, is healthy. And there are times where I know that maybe you've come up against some challenges either, you know, in, in supporting your family or in moving, you know, countries or, you know, doing mm-hmm. some of the things you're doing in real estate. So Again, it doesn't matter who you are, how old you are, what sex you are, what color you are, guys. This is universal. And Mm -hmm. so the very first thing is once we understand, again, what's working, what's not working, and where our emotional homes are, the next thing's a lot of fun because then we get to start taking a look at where we want to go. And that is really, you know, dreaming again. It's really remembering that we're all consciously creating our future based on, you know, what it is we want and how defiantly committed we are to moving in that direction. Does that make sense? Yes. I like the word defiantly. Yeah, that's good. So once once we are getting a picture of where we want to go, then what? Well, it's really about why you want to go there. Let's say you want to go to the next level with your health. You know, this Mm -hmm. is a big time of year where everybody makes those New Year's resolutions, you know, to say this is finally going to be the year, if not the decade, where I get healthy. Right. So maybe you start taking a look at, you know, what you've been eating, you know, what you've been doing in terms of working out, what you've been doing in terms of hydration, what you've been doing in terms of supplements, you know, whatever it is. And you also got to take a look at other things that probably you want to stop doing. And that's the first thing is maybe you want to curb the alcohol. Maybe you want to curb the sugar. 
Maybe you want to curb some of those late night snacks and have no meals after 8 p.m. But whatever Mm -hmm. it is, you've got to start with what you're willing to stop and draw a line in the sand and say, you know what? No more. Or you say for the first 30 days, I'm going to behave in a certain way. And then when you get to the end of those 30 days, you congratulate yourself and you set a goal for the next 30 and then the next 30. And slowly but surely, when you start to do the right things in the right order, at the right time and for the right reasons, you can make progress. Does that make sense? Yeah. It does. Yeah. yeah. So you good. Yeah. What's, what do they say? It ta- was it 30 days or 60 days to gain a new habit? That's a great question. And there's a bunch of different answers out there ranging from 21, 22 days all the way up to 130. But the actual brain science that I've studied is about 60 days. 60 days to form a new habit is where your neural networks that fire wire together. And so, you know, different strokes for different folks. But at the end of the day, if you could do something consistently for 30, 45, 60, 70 days, you know that you're literally making new connections in the brain where those things that you're doing start to become habits. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I kind of experienced that myself starting in March. I was like on a really intense workout journey. Um, I started really small though with like two days a week and definitely after 30 days, I don't think I was still committed, but after it honestly took me like three months to be fully committed. And then I was going like five days a week after three months. So I could for sure see that. Absolutely. And and it's exactly right. You want to start with, you know, a defined period of time, how much you're going to work out. Are you going to get an accountability partner? Are you going to have somebody keeping you accountable? I mean, it's really all about getting crystal clear on what you don't want, then getting clear on what you do want. And then the next step is why do you want it? And I'm telling you, ladies, when the why is big enough, the how starts to show up. Maybe you're doing it for yourself, for your spouse, for your kids, for your community. So your clothes fit better so that you've got more energy to go out there and do the things that you really want to do. But I'm telling you, people usually skip and don't do the why. They go from here's what I want to here's how I'm going to do it. But I'm Mm -hmm. telling you, step two is pivotal if you want to do it over the long term. Because I'm telling you, it's the why that keeps you going when times get tough, when you get tired, when you say, I just want that piece of chocolate cake. But if your why is big enough, I'm telling you, you will stay the course. Yeah. Yeah. And Trevor, you know that uh, I've, we've gone through this of discovering what our why was for when it came to real estate investing. And for me, figuring out the why, it wasn't an easy process. And so for those of us out there that might be saying, how do you even start to, you know, a lot of times I think, of course, family um is is on the top of that list but to get more specific with your why do you have any kind of go-to tips of just how to get your brain started in that direction to really get to the big 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 you know root why yeah it's absolutely a great question and it's really all about something i refer to as your values hierarchy now Mm -hmm. your values hierarchy is really what's important to you and what's like at the highest level so if your temple which is your body, is the thing that you cherish the most, then that's going to be a big compelling reason why you want to keep your temple you know, healthy. Maybe it's mm-hmm. to have a really good connection with your husband, you know, mm-hmm. so that you can have those, those magic moments together, those intimate moments together, whatever it is. But you know what? We are all wired for that. Why not give yourself and your partner the best experience from it? You know, maybe mm-hmm. the next value is your children. Maybe you, um, you know, you're running around after kids all day long, like most of us are, and you're exhausted at the end of the night. And all you want to do is flop onto your bed and go to sleep. Right. Yeah. And then when you get up in the morning, we know so many people are hitting the snooze button. Well, you know, yeah, kids can wear us out. But at the end of the day, what if you got a little bit more, you know, health or vibrant or energy or, you know, something in your body that allowed you to stay up a little bit later or get up a little bit earlier? I mean, Would those values hierarchies get you to really see, hear, feel, and know that there's another level to play at? Yes or yes? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Yes. You bet. And you can do that in other areas like your finances. Why do you want to make more money? You know, mm -hmm. what about travel? Why do you want to travel to different states in the U.S.? Or why do you want to travel outside of the U.S.? I mean, 
What is your why? That is, what are the big, fat, compelling, juicy, fun, playful reasons? And if you mm-hmm. can stack those up, I'm telling you, you can build a skyscraper of all the reasons why you want something. And then I'm telling you, you absolutely go back and you review that why list each and every day. You know, most people write it down, put it in a drawer, or they write it on their computer, never to be opened again. Your why needs to be what I call an active why. You know, you might want to even print it out, laminate it and put it up in your shower because I'm telling you where focus goes, energy flows. And Lauren, you've heard me say it before, but does that make sense? It makes sense. And it's so funny that you just said that because that was my next thing is I was going to say one of my most favorite quotes that I've learned from you is where focus goes, energy flows. And I was going to ask you to elaborate on that. And it, it, it's simple, but it's just so true. And that, and that saying on it, almost on a daily basis sticks in my mind. If I'm finding my mind, you know, maybe focusing on the negative when I need to change, it's like such a, um, I guess an account accountability trick for me is that's always in the forefront of my brain. So I just really love that. Well, the yeah, brain definitely. is like a supercomputer and, and I'm telling you, it doesn't really care if something that you want is is compelling or negative, wherever you put your focus, you Mm -hmm. know, is where you're going to get those neural networks firing. So if you focus on, you know, what I call the big negative three in America, finances, (laughs) health and relationships, here's how most people unfortunately approach this, they go, I don't want to be broke. Or they Mm -hmm. say, I don't want to be fat. Or they say, I don't want to be lonely. So the brain only hears broke, fat, and lonely. And again, where you put your intention is where you put your energy. And that absolutely creates a manifestation process. So my invitation to you and the listeners is to flip that around and do this. Say, I want to be abundant. You know, I want to be healthy. And I want to have a great relationship with my significant other. Because again, where focus goes, energy flows. And your brain will go look for ways to make that your reality. Does that resonate with you? Yeah. Yes. And it's so funny you said the word abundant because that's been my like mantra this year. I write it every day in my grateful journey. I mean, my grateful journal yeah. <laughs> is the first thing or my gratitude journal. Um, the first thing I write is I am abundant. We are abundant. So I love that. you. That's said awesome. That. that is absolutely <laughs> awesome. And I'm telling you, ladies, she's spot on with that because gratitude is the ultimate state of receivership. The more you can live in an attitude of gratitude, the more that you'll find that you let go of all the negativity, you let go of the baggage, you let go of all the people that hurt you. You know, and I always say there's three big things that you can do to really get into your best vibration. Number one is gratitude. Number two is forgiveness. I mean, who do you really need to forgive? Who do you need to let go of something that they did to you? Because again, If you think about, you know, Bob Proctor, Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, Oprah Winfrey, they say that harboring ill will towards someone is like drinking poison and expecting the enemy to die. It doesn't work. So let go of that. So number one is gratitude. Number two is forgiveness. And number three, I think you ladies are really aware of, and that is total self-care and love. You know, when's the last time you did something nice for yourself, whether that's a bubble bath, lighting a candle, getting a massage? you know, planting a garden, you know, and giving that garden a beautiful name, whatever it is, I'm telling you, gratitude, forgiveness, and self-care and love are the trifecta to change the way the body vibrates. Love that. (laughs) Yeah, so so gratitude, forgiveness, and then total self-care and love. And those three things were what? It's the trifecta. Trifecta you know, that gets the body to vibrate at higher levels of of vibration. I mean, if you think about it, the body is an electromagnetic switching station of electrical and chemical charges, Mm -hmm. right? So just like, you know, our our body vibrates, well, our thoughts are vibrations as well. So when you can think more powerful, positive thoughts, kind of living in a better emotional home, you will literally change the way the body is vibrating And when you change the way the body is vibrating, you change the frequency. Mm -hmm. And really, everything has a frequency. It's just like a radio station. I mean, if you wanted to play your favorite music from Texas Mm -hmm. and you had a radio, you know, um, in your room, you could turn that radio dial to 97.8 and pick up your favorite station in Texas. 
or maybe you want to listen to a different station from New York, you can tune your radio to that because there are frequencies in the air all around us. And we act like a radio magnetic switching station that broadcasts and receives. So I'm always aware of what frequency or vibration I'm in at all times. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. (laughs) Yes. I do have a question too that makes total sense. And I love that. And I feel like I've just been hearing about what you were just talking about, the vibration. So that was interesting. I want to learn more, but I do wanted to ask a question about, so you said in America, it's usually about finances, health, and relationships. Do you have words that you kind of use in your mind for each of those things to think positively instead of the negative words? Oh, I love that question. And yeah, I mean, the, the vocabulary that we have is, you know, amazing. So when I think of really juicy, fun, playful words, you know, that that really speak to all of those, you know, I talk about, you know, are you interested or are you committed, you know, in the relationship? Are you interested or committed to working out? Are you interested or committed to yeah. making more money in 2020? Right? You can also ask, you know, am I willing to really have that insatiable appetite to do things that other people aren't willing to do. You know, whether that's, you know, writing a beautiful note for your spouse or your child and including it in their lunch to, you know, instead of doing just 30 minutes on a workout, do 33 minutes and go that extra mile. Mm -hmm. Or maybe when it comes to making money, really understand that money is just simply a byproduct of adding value. So oftentimes I'll do some affirmations or some incantations that support all of that. It might sound like this, because an affirmation, ladies, is an I am statement. So I am abundant. I am playful. I am determined. I am resourceful. And anything that speaks to the identity of that, whereas an incantation, and this comes from my man, Tony Robbins, who puts a little bit more rhyme and rhythm into it. It sounds something like, every day in every way, I'm getting better and better or every day in every way I'm making more money, Mm -hmm. or every day in every way I'm being more kind. So whatever it is, your vocabulary, whatever you either say to yourself or you say out loud is going to drive your behavior. Does that make sense? Yes. And I noticed noticed in all of those statements that you're saying I am not versus I will be. So you're speaking as if it's already done. Is that right? That is a thousand percent correct. The two most powerful words on the planet are I am. You know, I am a great father. Mm -hmm. I am a great lover. I am a great person with money. I'm a great student of the universe. Mm -hmm. I'm a great son. I'm a great daughter. Whatever you get the mind to believe and conceive, it will achieve and it will go in that direction. Mm -hmm. Wow, this is such good stuff. I've already taken a whole page of notes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know. Oh, I have a question. I have a question. Um, this is Kristen. Um, so I feel like, I don't know if y'all have felt like this recently, but I just feel like um, depression has become such a big thing, I, especially in America. I don't know if it's in the world, but in the United States, I just feel like it's such an epidemic right now. And um, I myself deal with depression and anxiety. And I'm one of those people that just refuse. I just don't believe in in taking medication to solve that issue. Um, I want to solve it through mindset, although I'm not saying that's what everyone should do. I think everyone should, you know, obviously seek a, yeah, <laughs> a doctor, yeah. health professional, but I just wanted to get your yeah, get your take on like uh, for someone like me who deals with depression and anxiety because I feel like mindset is a big play into that. If that makes sense. Well, it's a great question, Kristen. And again, you know, I always suggest people seek you know medical advice. But for most people that really want a kind of a secret, and I'll share the secret that you know I really worked with thousands and thousands of people who have been depressed or even suicidal, for goodness sakes is it usually means that their life condition does not match their blueprint, right? And so when you really think about it, if you think about these letters and write this down and get the listeners to write it down, the formula for happiness as described by Tony Robbins is when your LC, that is a capital L, as in Larry, C as in Charlie, then you put an equal sign, and then you put the letters B as in Bob and P as in Peter. When your LC equals your BP, 
you're then happy. It's called the formula for happiness. It's when your life conditions equal your blueprint. And again, your blueprint is your expectation for how things should be. But unfortunately, most people also have the polar opposite of that. And it's when their capital LC, and then you put an equal sign, but this time you draw a diagonal line through it, does not equal your BP. So then it reads LC does not equal BP. That is when your life conditions do not match your blueprint or your expectation for how life should be. And we call that the formula for unhappiness. Now, there's one more formula I'll give you, and then we can all have a you know, conversation around it. Because if the first one is the formula for happiness and the second one is the formula for unhappiness, the third one is the formula of depression. And that is where your capital LC, again, you put an equal sign with a diagonal line through it and you put BP, it does not match your blueprint, you know, and then you write these words after it, which read, and I feel powerless to do anything about it. And I feel powerless to do anything about it because depression is really all about you feeling, you know, powerless. And at the end of the day, we don't want you to live in Formula 3 or Formula 2. We want everyone to live as much in Formula 1 as we can. And so the secret that we teach is that most people that get depressed simply aren't meeting what we call their six human needs. And I'll go through those six human needs really quickly. And then again, we'll open up the conversation. But these are universal ladies. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, if you're in your 20s or your 70s, your 30s or your 50s. These same six things are what we're all after on this beautiful planet. And the very first one is what we call the need for certainty. That is where we can feel certain. You know, we're going to have roof over our heads, food, clothing, shelter, you know, people to hang with like your beautiful family. That gives us certainty. But the second of the six human needs is the polar opposite. It's called uncertainty or variety. That is where we've got to do new things, try new foods, go to new places, watch different movies, you know, because we've all got this insatiable appetite for variety. The third one is the need for significance. That is to feel unique or important or special in some way. Some get it from being a doctor or a lawyer. Some people get it from being a mom. Some get it from being a business person, playing in a, you know, a, a maybe a musical instrument or whatever. So there's lots of different ways to meet these needs. The fourth human need is the need for connection and love. You know, we are human beings and we need to feel connected. And if we don't feel connected or loved and that we can give love, it often feels like something's missing. Number five is the need for growth. And I'll just say, you know, if a plant isn't growing, you know, ultimately it's dying and we don't want to die. We want to survive. In fact, I can tell that you ladies mm -hmm. and all these listeners don't just want to, you know, survive. We want to thrive. And then the final one, number six, is the need for contribution. Contribution. We've got to get up every single day and ask, how can I make my community, my family, this planet better? And so I'm telling you that the link to depression is often found that people are not meeting one or more of these six human needs at a high level, and therefore they feel depressed. So I'll take a sip of water and open that up for you know your thoughts or any questions, but does that make sense? Yes, that is a lot yes. of amazing information to take in. <laughs> I, I do have a question. Is it possible, because I feel like sometimes out of those six, there's one that I almost want too much of, and that causes me to have depression. Does that make sense? Well, it can if you feel that there is not a path to get there. So give me an example of which one that is for you and let's coach around it here. So this is so embarrassing. It's probably my ego that's <laughs> making it embarrassing. But um, just, I don't know. I feel like I want too much of the significance. Like it's like, like when I was younger, I crave like attention too much, I think. And that's something I don't like about myself. Um, and it's like, it's almost like I feel like I want more of it and I shouldn't want more of it. Does right. that make sense? I feel like she's the youngest of, of four kids. So she was born with, with instant lots okay. of people telling her what to do and how she's doing. So <laughs> Absolutely. The baby of the family. I get it. But I, I love your, your question here. And the question isn't to 
you know, really say, is this good or bad? Is this right or wrong? The question is, how do you fulfill, you know, the vehicle of meeting that need? Do you do it in an okay. empowering way or do you do it in a disempowering way? I mean, you know, there's lots of different examples, but most people will try to find a way to do it from the ego, right? Most people will try to do it from a look at me standpoint, you know, when in fact, you, you've got to ask yourself, are there, a, are there better ways to meet that need that really, you know, serve humanity? That is, could you go and help, you know, do a, an, an act of random kindness? Could you, you know, help at a soup kitchen? Could you do something that other people wouldn't expect you to do and, you know, feel really good about it without saying, hey, look at me, look what I did. But just knowing that you, you probably met a few different needs there. Maybe you met your significance need. Maybe you met your variety need. Maybe you met your contribution need. I mean, is it possible, Kristen? Yeah, I definitely think it's possible yeah. for sure. And I love that. Yeah, um, I always say that that if we were trying to get from, I don't know, let's say New York to Dallas, Texas, you know, and that was our outcome, there's different ways to do it. We could, you know, hitchhike, we could ride a bike, we could take a train, we could take a plane. So I'm always asking people, you know, what's the best vehicles that could get you your outcome? Because I'm an outcome guy. Lauren knows that. Yes. And her husband, Chris, knows that, that I'm always looking, what is my client's outcome? And then we'll reverse engineer a plan to get there. So if we go back to it being January 1st, again, we want to start with the end in mind and then reverse a plan so that your life conditions start to match more of your blueprint. And you use these six human needs or the formula for happiness to really move forward and take your life to the next level. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes, 100%. Well, and I also think it has to do with, you know, I think people a lot of times have this idea of what their significance is going to be. Um, for instance, an NFL superstar, right? This A kid who grows up thinking he's going to be in the NFL and then it doesn't work out. Their identity is so wrapped in that. And then when it doesn't happen, um, I feel like they don't have significance. And they it's I feel like people maybe have a hard time letting go of what they – thought their identity would have been, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And again, lots of us are here to really strive to get to that dream, whether that is, you know, being a professional athlete, being a parent, you know, having a certain net worth, living in a certain neighborhood, driving a certain car. I'm all for dreaming. I'm all for dreaming big because again, I'm a guy that helps people achieve dreams that they never thought possible. So I would never, ever take a dream away from someone, but where you go after something, you know, and really you don't get what you want, there could be a gift in that as well. I mean, I've often said that, you know, God's delays are not mm -hmm. God's denials, right? Which means that oftentimes when we go out and we pursue something and we don't get it, we might feel bad, we might be disillusioned, we might be depressed, but what if God or what if the universe had mm -hmm. different plans for us? And, you know, I've really learned that through my journey, you know, in terms of what's happened to me in my 40 some years on this beautiful blue planet. And I've also seen how that impacts others. But I'm telling you that I always ask to get curious, you know, why have I done or why have I achieved the things that I've wanted? And maybe what's prevented me from getting some of the other things that I've wanted? And, you know, is there a lesson in it? Was I supposed to meet someone or get into a different line of work or do something that allows me to travel? I mean, you know, Napoleon Hill has a great quote, and I'd ask the listeners to write this down because it's one thing that I absolutely love. And he wrote this in Think and Grow Rich, where he says that every adversity brings with it the seed of opportunity. And I'll say that again because I just love it. Every adversity brings with it the seed of opportunity. What does he mean? Well, every dark cloud has a silver lining. The sun is behind every dark cloud. And the reason the edges are silver is because the, the sun is still shining on us. So I really, you know, ask the listener to think about their journey and really think about what might happen to them in 2020 or 2021 or 2023, because I'm telling you that I have this belief that everything that happens to us happens on purpose and with purpose. We might not be able to understand it all the time, but you know what? I know that I'm a guest on this beautiful planet and that I'm here to work within the universal laws. And I know that sometimes I'm going to be on the positive side of it and sometimes on the not so positive side of it, but I just keep moving towards what I want to be.
Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And you just, the Napoleon quote uh, reminds me of a quote, and I'm not going to remember the author of it, but it says, when you let go of something, you're only stressed because your mind can measure what it will lose or what we will lose, but it can, it cannot measure or see what we will gain. And so that kind of reminds me of what you were just speaking of. I love that. One. Absolutely. I love that. And again, it's, it's almost like the, the universe abhors a vacuum. That means that it will fill the void. Mm-hmm. I mean, oftentimes we're afraid to let go of something, you know, because it's, it's been familiar to us. That's been the law of familiarity mm-hmm. all this time. But I'm telling you, sometimes we got to let go of something to create space to invite something new in. Does that resonate with you ladies? Yes. Yeah. Completely. I was going to so, ask yeah. something, Lauren. Unless you wanted to. No, go ahead. Okay. Um, Well, I was just thinking about through all that we've talked about, if there's somebody – because I think a lot of times almost the mindset thing just sounds like this big empty space of like, what does that mean? And I feel like we've broken it down really well. But if you have somebody that's like, oh, well, I'll wait. Like I want to do this thing, but I'm really busy right now or like my kids are really young, so I'll wait till I'm older or I'll wait till this, like I'll wait till I have like a light bulb moment and then I'll act on it. Um, I've just come across that a lot in my life of people that kind of think that way. And even me, like I've thought that way a lot too. And I'm trying not to think that way. Do you have any like advice to, I guess, jump yourself out of that mindset of like, you need to do it now or... (laughs) I love the question. I get asked that often too. And I'm, I'm going to give you ladies something really, really cool here. And most people approach that in what we call a this or that equation. So I want all of you to just write this down, this or that. I either have to do this now or I've got to do that when my kids are older or when I make more money or when I change jobs or when. And oftentimes I am the guy that will get you to put a big X through the word or (laughs) and right above it, put the word and a and D so that it reads this and that. I mean, is it possible to raise great children and start a home based business? Is it possible to have a great relationship with your husband and take it to new heights? You know, is it possible to, you know, travel to somewhere in the U.S.? and maybe outside of the US to give your kids a unique experience. So I'm the guy that gets you to stretch just outside the lines enough (laughs) that it might be uncomfortable. But I got a great quote that reads, you know, when would now be a good time to get comfortable being uncomfortable so that you can grow? Yeah. Does that resonate with you? Yes. (laughs) That's good. Can you say that one more time? Yeah. When would now be a great time to get comfortable being uncomfortable so that you can grow. Yes. I mean, think about it. It's it's all about stretching. It's all about doing something different or coloring outside the lines or, you know, as Tony Robbins says, asking better questions. I mean, most people's question is, you know, why do bad things always happen to me? Mm-hmm. Well, if that's the question that you repeat to yourself all day, every day, your brain's going to come up with answers. Whereas if you ask a different primary question, like how can I go to the next level? Yeah. You know, or how can I have an incredible day today? You know, your brain will look for ways to answer those questions as well. And if you look back at anything that's ever been, you know, invented or created on this earth, it came from asking a better quality question. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Totally. It does. Yes. I do. Why is it that I feel it's human nature or maybe it's easier to go the negative route with mindset. Like I f- does, like when I feel like think what you just said, it's always like, why does our brain want to go to the negative place first? Well, I, I love that question. And I'm going to give you ladies another statistic you might want to jot down. I, I wasn't sure we were going to turn this into a note. <laughs> I'm loving it. It is January. Yeah, it's January 1st. But here's the deal. I mean, You know, one of my role models and mentors is a guy by the name of Dr. Joe Dispenza. And Joe Dispenza is a just an absolute gem of a human being who backs up all of this mindset stuff with science. I mean, he's a doctor. And literally, we were talking, we were over in Italy just two months ago, and I was talking with him at a conference. And, you know, he reminded me that, you know, as human beings, we have roughly 
60,000 thoughts a day, every day, right? And that 75%, yes, 75% of those thoughts are negative. What? So think about that, you know, and think about your ages. And I'm not going to ask you ladies how old you are, but for (laughs) as many years as you've been on the planet, you've been conditioned to survive. I mean, we've got a survival brain that literally asks, how do I keep myself safe? How do I keep myself fed? How do I keep myself, you know, watered? And then, you know, how do I keep people from stealing from me? How do I keep my car between the lines on the road so I don't crash? Oh, my God, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So really, when we think about these conscious or subconscious thoughts every day, 60,000 times a day for the past 20, 30, 40 years or more, and 75% of them being negative, you can see why our brain is wired to think in the, you know, moving away from modality instead of the moving towards modality, which is you know, positive thoughts or gratitude thoughts or letting go through forgiveness or having some self-care and love for you and the people around you. So that's why we say that mindset is something that needs to be conditioned daily. It's like brushing your teeth or having a shower. You got to really step into your highest state, your highest story, and your highest strategy to move beyond where you want to be. So let's check in again with that. Your state is your focus, right? And if you're focused on what you don't want, you're going to get more of what you don't want. Whereas if your state is focused on what you do want, you're going to go find a way to make that your reality. Does that make sense? Yes. 100%. Yes. You bet. And so once we check in with our state and our focus, you know, what we're focused on, then we move to our story. And our story is really our identity. And this is the big one because your identity is either a victim or a victor. And unfortunately, most people are walking around in a victim mentality. You know, here's why I'm so hard done by look at this economy or look at what the president of the United States did or look at this tornado that came through or this hurricane or this wildfire. And sometimes it's okay to be a victim to circumstance, but you can't stay there. I help people get into their highest and best self, which is you leave that, you know, identity, you know, and you move into a better one. It's almost like moving out of a negative emotional home and into a better emotional home. So that's really the identity. And then the third one is your strategy. That is, are you doing the right things, you know, to move forward? And we always say that you never, ever go work on strategy without first checking in with your state, which is your focus and your story, which is your identity. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I I feel like I'm like just soaking it all in. I have so many notes. This is awesome. Thank you, Trevor. <laughs> we could we could go on forever. Um, so we I know that we're on a time crunch with you, but I and I'm putting you on the spot here, Trevor. But to kind of finalize our big mindset talk, do you have just in lately you you told us the gratitude, forgiveness, total self care, and love, and I love those three things, but. If Do you have any other just maybe three truths that you have found to be so true or maybe this year's mantra that you want to share with us? It could be just three words, three phrases that you could leave us and our listeners with to kind of focus this next beautiful year on and to get us our mindset set in the right direction. <laughs> well, absolutely. And first off, you know, give yourself some credit for everything that you achieved in 2019. I mean, if you really look back at the previous year, I pretty much bet that everybody that's listening to this right now could find, you know, maybe two, three, four, five things to really give themselves a pat on the back and say, you know what, even though I didn't have the greatest year of my life or the best year of my life, here's five things that I can really honor myself for achieving. You know, some of them might've been personal, some might've been professional, some of them might've been in charity work or whatever, being a great parent, you know, taking care of a great garden. There's always something if you look deep enough. And then from that place, really sit down and get real with yourself and ask yourself, if I could be, do, or have anything I want in 2020, Mm -hmm. what would that look like? And chunk it down into just two categories. Chunk it down into your personal life and chunk it down into your professional life. And from that place, you can really, really start to have some fun and do something I call gamification, which is making a game out of it now and saying, all right, to play the game of life personally and professionally, who do I need to be and how do I need to show up to go out there and have this best year ever? 
And the three things that will help you get there, number one, is to ask if you're interested in getting there or if you're committed to getting there, because here's the difference. If you're interested in getting to those outcomes, you'll do it if it's convenient. Whereas if you're committed to getting to those outcomes, you'll do whatever it takes to move in that direction. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Number two is hunger. I find that people need to stir up that hunger in their belly again. I mean, you know, remember when you were a little kid and you thought you could be, do, or have anything? Mm -hmm. Do you remember when you wrote those notes down in your yearbook when you graduated from high school and you said, I'm going to go out there and live an incredible life? Mm -hmm. Well, what happened to that, that hunger? It's time to ask yourself, what am I hungry for again? What am I willing to get up early, stay up late, read the books, listen to podcasts like this one, maybe go to a personal growth event or whatever. But I'm telling you, I want you to stir up some of that hunger inside of you and really, really unleash it. And then the third one, ladies, is passion. Where you've got passion, you've got purpose and possibility. So what do you need to get passionate about again? What could you get so excited, you know, that by December 31st, 2020, you could look back at this year and go, wow, what a phenomenal year I've had and ask, who have you taken along with you? Because I know that you sisters are cheerleading and championing everyone. I know that your spouses are, I know your kids are, and I know your communities are better because you're playing a bigger game. And that's why I love this podcast is I guarantee that as it grows in leaps and bounds, we're going to make women all over and men all over this beautiful blue planet better from it. So again, really think about being interested or committed, find that hunger and unleash that passion. And you too will have an amazing 2020. Woohoo. I love, I love that. Oh my gosh. It reminded me of too, like what you said, you just got me like so excited. On fire. And yeah. I was listening to a podcast once where it talked about if you can um, imagine that feeling that you were talking about, like when you were in high school or a time in your life where you felt just like really motivated and really excited to do something. Um, if you could just like remember what it actually felt like in your body and then just like talk to that. This is going to sound weird, but like talk to that piece in your body. So say it's passion and just like feel that ball of passion and like let it just like sit in your body and like talk to it and just, I don't know, it sounds so weird, but it really works if you can like let it just kind of release and then you all of a sudden start feeling that again. Or at least for me, I did. I don't know if I'm a weirdo, but I love <laughs> yeah. it. it it's not weird at all. It's called mental rehearsal and it's what I do with my Olympic athletes or the professional athletes that I work with where you literally unleash that feeling in your body. So if it is passion, go back to a time where you felt incredibly passionate. You know, maybe it was when you met your significant other or when you met somebody that you had always wanted to meet or maybe it was a time where you did something that you thought you'd never do, like get your driver's license at 16 or backpack around Europe when you graduated from high school. I mean, go back and flood those neural networks with times in your life where you did live on the you know best side of the emotion of it and you will get those neurons firing and wiring together just as if you were reliving that moment again in your life. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. So cool. I love yeah. it so I love much. that. And so yep. that's a good segue, Trevor, into I think uh, we end, we try to end each episode with just a super easy, fun challenge each week. And it can be something daily or just a one-time thing. And we would love for you to assign us our challenge for this week if you would be so kind um, just to f- finish up the episode here. All right. Well, first off, thank you for having me on. And are you ladies ready for what I call the seven day three S challenge? Ah, yeah. It sounds kind of hard. <laughs> ready. You know what's no. coming. Again, I challenge you. I challenge the listener. I'll challenge myself to really, you know, owning this for the next seven days. And okay. that is to write this down on a post-it note and stick it up in front of you in your office, in okay. on your bathroom mirror, in your car, wherever you want to post a post-it note with three little S words. And the first one is your state. The second one is your story. And the third one is your strategy. And then throughout the next seven days, every day, you know, ask yourself, where's my state? You know, and am I focused on what is moving me away from what I don't want or towards what I do want? Because again, where focus goes, energy flows. And I want you to own your state 
you know, in a stronger way over the first week in January than you've ever done before. The second one is your story. Check in with your emotional home. Check in with your identity. Are you being a victim or are you being a victor? You know, and you can even give yourself some silly, playful names. I mean, you know, if you're Wanda the Worrier, you know, <laughs> what happens if you turn that into Wanda the Warrior for the next seven days? I mean, come on, let's own this. Queen and of then, Dragons. Yeah, Queen of Dragons. I love that. And then the third <laughs> one is simply, ladies, your strategy. And in the moment when you look at that post-it note or maybe you want to set a little, you know, alarm on your smartphone for every two to three hours so you check in with your three S's. But the strategy is, is what you're doing moving you closer to where you want to be? It's just that simple because I'm telling you, if you can live in a higher state with a higher story and a higher strategy over the next seven days, you too will kick off 2020 in an amazing way. What do you think of the challenge? Wow. Love it. I'm here for it. We are here for it. That's yes, right. Thing I love to say. it. I like it. <laughs> well, love Trevor, it. I think I even failed to mention in the beginning. I'm so sorry, but my husband and I, Trevor is our personal business coach. And you guys, I can't tell you what, I mean, I think you can get a feeling after just these past less than an hour with him, how amazing he is. And I, I can't even tell you everything that he's done for, for us. And, um, just the accountability and the, we, with our real estate business, we were able to accomplish things that honestly, Chris and I didn't even realize that we're even capable. Like our, our dreams and our goals, we were able to surpass that. He, Trevor just has this talent with taking you beyond where you even think you could even go. So anyway, (laughs) I just appreciate you so, so much. And we, us three are so grateful that you chose to spend time with us today. And thank you for all of this. I would love to summarize it, but it's truly too much. And I love our challenge for the next seven days. And thank you. And Merry Christmas all the way in Australia. I hope you're going to go surf in the hot weather. Is that, is that, by the way, is that weird to kind of have hot weather for Christmas? (laughs) Well, it is for a Canadian to usually be in snow and then, you know, have temperatures in the eighties and nineties. It's a lot different, but, uh, yeah, by yes. the time the listeners are listening to this, we'll have had an amazing, you know, surfboard type Christmas here down under. We returned Aww. to Canada early in the new year, and I am just so excited for what the next decade is going to bring to all of us. So to Megan, Kristen, and Lauren, you three are rock stars. I honor you and celebrate you and wish you and your families an amazing kickoff to the year and um, absolutely keep up the amazing work here. Thank you, Trevor, so much. And for any listeners that would love to learn more about you, can you please let them know where they can find you? Absolutely. Yeah. The easiest way is to head over to my website, which is www.trevormcgregor.com. That's T-R-E-V-O-R-M-C-G-R-E-G-O-R.com. You can find out a little bit more about me and what I do. And there's some contact information there for anyone who's looking to get into some, uh, support with coaching. But other than that, uh, that's the best way to find me. Thank you, Trevor. Thank you so much. You were so awesome. And thank you, everybody. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you took lots of great notes. If not, go back and listen again and get your notepad out. And we just thank y'all so much. And we hope you have a wonderful week and year. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Year. Bye. Happy New Year. Bye. Thank you so much, Trevor. Thank you, ladies. You too. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.